Stand by for Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors with your host, Drew Kirby. Hey, this is Luke Holmes. I am Morgan Wallen. I'm Riley Green. I'm Travis Denning. Hey, I'm Aaron Lewis. Hey, it's Luke Bryan. I'm Tim McGraw. What's up? This is Ian Munsick. Ah, this is Craig Moore. And you're listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. My Country 95.5. Welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Drew, and I'm your host of this uh, fun show we have here. Uh, it's Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. And that's exactly what we cover. Everything Wyoming, hooking, hunting, and the outdoors. It's that simple. It's pretty straightforward. So uh, we like to talk to Janet and a lot of the Game and Fish folks. Brian from Rocky Mountain Discount Sports lets us know what's happening in the store. And we're in fishing time now, so he's giving us some tips and ideas. And we always talk to special guests today. We're talking to my old buddy Jim Crowley, Crowley from Jim Crowley Outdoors. Uh, kind of find out what's been going on with him. It's been a, a couple of months since we talked to him and maybe get you some ideas for other fishing and hunting uh, opportunities around the country. So hang on. We've got a big show for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you've missed any of our previous shows, you can hit us up inside the My Country 95.5 app. Just click on demand. Hooking and hunting outdoors with Drew Kirby on My Country 955. Hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 955. It's Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. Thanks so much for tuning in. Again, we have so much stuff going on this time of year as now almost everywhere is available to go fishing. Of course, the ice has now melted off and, and streams and reservoirs and rivers are all open. And we have Janet with us. And Janet, uh, it's been a busy couple of weeks for everyone in Game and Fish. It has. You know, it, like we we talk about, we always think that there's going to be some downtime, but it, it never seems to happen. And it's it's just been a fantastic spring for fishing across the state. And we're looking forward to a great summer. Coming up June 4th is a very, very busy day all over the state of Wyoming, uh, and especially at Yesna's Pond in Casper, because that is where it's Kids Fishing Day and it's free fishing for everyone. The same every year, the first Saturday in June, anyone can fish anywhere in Wyoming other than the Wind River Reservation and Yellowstone National Park for free. You don't have to have a license. You do have to follow all the rules and regulations that are in place. But you can fish anywhere that you would normally get to fish any other day without a fishing license. Which is fantastic. I mean, I encourage you to go get a fishing license just to have. Uh, being a resident here of, of Wyoming it is not that overly expensive to own a fishing license. No, it's not. For an annual fishing license, it is $27 um, for a 365-day license. So it's valid from the day you purchase it for 365 days. And then you also have to purchase a conservation stamp, which is $22.50. So that does add up a little bit more, but um, still pretty inexpensive for some great time out and about. So for about two cases of beer, you can have fishing for one full year in Wyoming. Exactly. Or also at this point for one eighth of a tank of gas. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the truth? But uh, also, Janet, let's bring in Chad Green with the city of Casper. Uh, Chad's been working very hard to uh, coordinate 
the Kids Fishing Day on June 4th. That's right. We have um, lots of events across the state and here in Casper at Yesness Pond, the city of Casper and the Community Recreation Foundation work with us to really coordinate this fantastic event. And Chad has done all the legwork this year and we're excited to have him here to talk about it. Welcome, Chad. Janet, I can't say enough. Uh, the support I get from Fishing Game and all of our partners, uh, the North Platte Walleye Unlimited Club, uh, thank you, Brian, and everything for providing polls. Yeah, we have a lot of support in our community, and we're looking forward to a huge day. Uh, it starts at 9 a.m. Bring the kids. Get the word out. So do people need to pre-register to bring their kids out? Uh, it's kind of a first-come, first-served basis. We do recommend, because of the popularity of this event, that they show up with their last names beginning with A through N between 9 and 11, and then we can get N through Z um, from 11 to 1. So when they show up a little bit before 9 or a little bit before uh, 1, what kind of events are going to go on during this time? So um, I really I really need to interrupt here because I am not the rule follower. So come whenever the heck you want to come. It is a fun day. We love to have anybody and everybody out there. So you can uh, choose your first name if that suits you better than your last name or your middle name even. Just come out and have a great day. And uh, a lot of what we do is, is is, um, the North Platte Walleyes Unlimited will donate a fishing pole to everybody who attends the event, all the youth that attend the event who are in need of a fishing pole. And so that is that is absolutely fantastic um, community support, and we really appreciate them for all they do. So that is one thing that they can do. Um, we do a quick registration um, just with first names, just so we can kind of get a head count and an idea of, of what's going on. Um, and then you have the opportunity to go fish with worms that are donated by um, Sportsman's Warehouse. And so we're excited about that. There's nothing like seeing a kid. Their face lights up. They run around screaming. They drag that fish across the parking lot to some of our Game and Fish guys that are there to um, clean the fish for them so they can take it home to eat it if they so choose. And so you don't do that, Janet? <laughs> no, I'm oh. going to run, I'm going to run the uh, registration booth. Although maybe I will. We'll see how we'll see how much fun um, I decide to have. Put the worms on all the hooks. Yeah, uh, I thought for That's sure you were going to say you're going to run the other way, not just run the registration booth. Huh? You know, I actually like slimy fish, so so it is kind of my my favorite thing to do, and it is fun to point out all the fish parts to the kids, and you know they really get into that as well. It's it's a fun engagement process to help them learn as well as is give them the opportunity to take it home and cook it. Well, I, I know Game and Fish do uh, do a lot of things for a lot of people in the community. And, Chad, we, we really appreciate you uh, hanging out with us today and all the good work you guys do there. And, uh, and thanks again. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. And, Janet, I want to point out something that you and I talked about this before we uh, went on, but moms and dads are encouraged to come fishing with their kids. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we, we clearly want to focus on kids and teaching them how to fish and, and, and everything that goes along with that. But parents are absolutely should be there with their kids. It's not a babysitting service that day. We don't want you to drop and go. A lot of times parents are intimidated that if they're casting out and reeling in and if they don't have a license, will that get them in trouble? And on this day, it will not. Awesome. Guys, thank you so much. Remember, June 4th, Yesness Pond in Casper, uh, starting at about 9 o'clock in the morning all day long. It'll be a good day. Make sure you take your kids. Uh, a friend of mine has always said, if you want to change the world, take a kid fishing.
I like your friend. It's Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors. My country, 95.5. Well, here we sit for Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors in Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, where we like to come every week and kind of see how the stock is looking. And we're not talking about the fish stock here. We're talking about the stock on the shelves, Brian. Yeah, inventory is uh, starting to come in pretty well. So we're seeing really good uh, inventory levels, and especially our camping, our fishing. Uh, ammo is starting to pick up. Not seeing a lot of hunting ammo, but all of our uh, handgun ammunition is starting to fill in. And I think uh, it'll put people at ease where we can get out over the weekends and go planking around up on Cole Mountain without uh, worrying about whether we're going to be able to restock it. You know, I, I noticed the, the supply is pretty good, but I also noticed that you know, the, some of the prices are still a little bit high. Uh, do you see that going down sometime through the summer when things maybe come back in? Or I'm not sure we're ever going to see those prices come down. Manufacturers are still really struggling with, um, I mean, everything from shipping to just raw materials, getting stuff, um, components, you know, whether it's powder or primers or the brass or the bullet that they need. They're just they're just really struggling, and they're and they're still producing more than they've ever produced. But um, that cost of goods has just really gone up. So don't let that deter you. And you know, if you want to go out and shoot, and you're going to have to come in and and check out the supply here. And I know there are different brands and different styles that are here that kind of affect the price a little bit. Yeah, and we're and we're not talking like super huge increases. I mean, uh, you know, for a box of fifty round. Uh, handgun like nine millimeter ammunition yeah we might be paying three or four dollars more than we did last year so it's not like completely off the chart but it's um it is a little bit more um maybe instead of shooting two boxes we only shoot one that day i don't know uh, well, come out and see that entire selection, and it's to the time now where it does get a little bit chilly at night, but going out for a camping trip or a hiking trip is really, you know, top of the mind for a lot of folks. And you had mentioned that the camping and hiking supplies that you guys have in are, are in full stock. Yeah, you know, like some of those evenings are kind of cold, so, you know, whether it's a campfire or we're just set, uh, lighting up the Mr. Heater, We've got uh, good inventory on that. We've got some outdoor fire pits that uh, have been pretty popular over the years. But, yeah, we're going to start seeing some warm temperatures. And I think, you know, this next week is, is going to be really comfortable. You know, we always we always have to worry about the holiday weekends because, you know, we always get rain on Memorial Day here. Right, so. right. But um, overall, you know, I think uh, we're looking forward to a good summer. So when you come in here at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, make sure you go down all the aisles, whatever you're interested in. And, uh, Brian, we talk a lot about fishing because it's that time of year and uh, the fishing supplies that you guys have here, there's a little bit for everybody. Yeah, you know, we um, it's nice because, uh, you know, we're a locally owned company and our owner allows us to purchase items that are good for our region. So we're not being, you know, crammed down our throat that we have to carry a 60-foot section of bass lures when we just don't have a lot of bass fishing in Wyoming. So we really try to cater our product selection to local fisheries. So we're going to find things that are going to be great on the North Platte as well as the Bighorn. But most of our reservoir fishing, whether you're going after trout, walleye, or kokanee, we're going to have a pretty good selection about what you need. Well, if you uh, stick around on the program, we're going to talk more about some of those areas with the uh, the weekly fishing report and maybe give you an idea of what you need to be casting out there. And that's coming up in just a few minutes. But come here, Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, to get all the supplies for this weekend and this week out on the water. Thank you so much, Brian. Thanks, Drew. And hunting outdoors, my country, 95.5.
Thank you so much for tuning in here at Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. Brian Woodward is uh, hanging with us today. And, Brian, a couple of weeks ago we were uh, down at Glendo for a fishing tournament, walleye tournament, the first of the year. And uh, you got another one coming up there. And we were chit-chatting a little bit about the uh, the difference a month will make, especially on a place like Glendo. Yeah, every year down at Glendo just seems to be a little bit different, and it all depends on, you know, snowpack, the runoff, just different conditions. Even wind makes a big difference, but uh, this year is, is uh, looking to be kind of a, a little bit unique. We're, um, you know, our, our water levels are pretty uh, low, per se, I guess, um, although the water was pretty pretty good condition, but it's starting to drop a little bit. So when you and I were there, you kind of it was the first time that I was ever out on Glendo on a, on a boat, and people don't really get to see unless you're on a boat what all is there and available, especially when it comes to anglers, because there's so many different pockets and and places that you can kind of wedge yourself in mm-hmm. and, and get in on the the catch. And we do have this tournament coming up, so we don't want to give too much away, but we do want to give away the fact that. You you know, if you're an, a professional angler or if you're just a novice that comes out and, and likes to throw the line in the water, there's somewhere to go there that you can catch a fish. Glendo is really diversified. So whether you're the guy that likes to pull worm harnesses or you like to pitch a jig in a minnow or you like to throw a slip bobber, maybe you want to pull some crankbaits, there's different places on the lake that are going to hold fish that will accommodate each one of those fishing presentations. You know, a lot of times when I take somebody out, I'm like, ask them, well, how do you like to fish? And if they say, well, boy, I, I like to pull crankbaits, but I don't really know much about it. Well, let's go learn. Kind of watching, being there on weekends at tournaments go on, it can be kind of busy, but man, it's a great way to learn what people are doing, you know, and then you can follow up the next day with the results and go, oh, I saw Drew out there. He had 40 pounds, man. Right. I see he was pulling crankbaits in uh, Airport Bay. There's just very diversified and really depending on what you like, you just have to look for the different structure that will accommodate what you want to do. You know, I, I, I kind of liken it to golf where, you know, people go to golf tournaments and they'll stand around the green and they'll watch and then go home and try what Tiger Woods did. I mean, it's the exact same concept. It is. And that's, I mean, I've, I've been uh, out here for 19 years now. I've been fishing different tournaments and events for the last 16, 17 years. And every year you learn something different. And Although the reservoir systems tend to have the same kind of uh, routine, you know, um, I look at reservoir systems and when the water is rising that uh, the fish usually go shallow. You just have to look for the different types of structure and, and what uh, what holds fish and what kind of size and quality fish you're looking for. So uh, we uh, talked Glendo there just this, a little bit. You've heard stories about some people catching good fish at Pathfinder and in Alcova. Yeah, I got the opportunity to go out last Sunday to Pathfinder, um, fished up in the Sweetwater Arm, caught a brown uh, up in Arkansas Bay. We did catch a walleye in about nine foot of water. Kind of the typical Pathfinder, you know, 12 to 14 inches. We didn't catch any big fish. Um, decided to go try the other end of the lake and went up towards Walleye Bay. Regardless of how old your electronics are, I mean, I'm, I've got a 2011 Ranger, and I've got some old electronics on that boat, but um, you have to trust your electronics. And I came around the corner and was getting ready to go into this back corner of a bay and, and into some shallower water. And as I'm moving into there, I, I went across 30 foot of water and, 
started marking some fish. We started jigging them, jigging a minnow, and we started catching fish. So trust your electronics. We ended up with nine fish that day, 12 to 14 inches, nothing nothing big. We had uh, two browns that were over 20 inches each. Uh, still a successful day and, and uh, good for the first time out. Well, anytime you're on the water with a pole in your hand, it's a good day, right? Well, it's generally better than work, although I really <laughs> do like my job. <laughs> yeah. uh, river fishing is really getting kind of busy right now with you know everybody getting into the warm weather and taking some time off so uh, how's that looking yeah it sounds like there's still uh, lots of people out fishing uh, a lot of bank fishermen through the through the reef section and through the school section by alcova uh, a lot of drift boats out there um, i'm hearing that uh, some of the water conditions through town are pretty pretty warm uh where somebody told me that they saw 64 degrees which gets pretty stressful for those trout so you know handling those trout properly and and quickly uh is important to get them back in the water yeah and catch and release is very important right during this time yeah and you know and a lot of the fly fishermen and the guys that are fishing the, the North Platte from Casper up to uh, Gray Reef, um, it seems like majority of those people are pretty conservation-minded, and most people are just there for the sport of catching. Uh, we don't really hear a lot of guys, you know, talking about taking out stringers of fish on the river. Um, we see that a little bit more on the reservoir systems. But, yeah, I think uh, I think it's all fishing really well, and really kind of the water levels are only flowing about 500 right now, so... Water levels are pretty low, and they'll probably continue to stay pretty low throughout the summer. Reservoirs, rivers, creeks, wherever you're fishing, it's good fishing right now. We only have about two months of summer in Wyoming, and we're coming <laughs> into them, and this is the time to be out there. If you have any questions that you'd like Brian to, to answer or you have anything uh, that you'd like to point out, let us know. You just go to the My Country 95.5 app and click on the Talk to Us button and give us your thoughts. Hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. Thank you again for coming on the program. And we always like it when you reach out to us. And you can do that at the My Country 95.5 app. You can send us any questions, any comments, or you can listen to past episodes on demand at the app. And I think this is uh, episode 22 of season two uh, for this year. And so it's been a little while since we had Jim Crowley on the program, but Jim, an outdoorsman from uh, Illinois, and he and I have been friends for uh, moving up, uh, well, I think, about 15 years now, Jim. Probably, yeah. It's been it's been a while, which means we're both getting a lot older. <laughs> yeah, look at the gray in my beard, and it's just... Gray in your beard? They can't see this right now, but goodness gracious, man. I, I, mine's a little grayer than yours, buddy. Yeah, well, you know, it, it, with gray hair comes knowledge, you know. Okay, it's your show. I'll buy it. <laughs> Jimmy, it's been a, a couple of months since we talked to you, but uh, things have been going really well for you on the, the circuit of outdoor shows. We've got uh, my new show, Jim Crowley Outdoors, on, on Wired to Fish TV, and uh, that that's easy to get. Uh, it's going to be even easier. You can go on the free Plex app and look for Wired to Fish TV, and my show's on every day, Monday to Friday um, at 4 p.m., so Central Time. And then um, the radio show or podcast or whatever you want to call it, uh, you can find on Facebook, which is called Slick Fish Radio. But you can find that there. Uh, just go to Jim Crowley Outdoors on Facebook, and you can find out when the episodes are going to be on. We do them live there. And then they go to our channels on Roku, Fire TV, iTunes, uh, Amazon Music, and Spotify. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh, 
I, I love it. I love being busy like this. But yeah, it's been it's been great. Now, with your outdoor show, you used to be hunting and sure. and fishing, and and now you kind of transition to all fishing at this point because that's taken yeah. a lot of your your time uh, just getting around and doing the fishing. Right, and 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 I love the duck hunt. I mean, we just don't have a camera in our face you know, anymore when we do it and being on Wired to Fish, that that's what made me leave Host and Hook and Hunt TV and, and just bring that, you know, to a nice close. And then we started Jim Crowley Outdoors because that was just going to focus on fishing and everything in the fishing industry. Uh, and although it's mostly freshwater, you know, we have uh, some opportunities coming up in the next year or two, I think, for saltwater, and we may bring that back into the fold again. But there, there's no doubt that we have a bass, walleye, and crappie market that's where you know that's where our strong point is and and that's where we're going to continue to go that's where all the sponsors of the show seem to be really happy the audience seems to be thrilled with it and i truly enjoy doing it so that's the direction we're going to head for now just a couple of weeks ago i was hanging out with the uh, wyoming walleye stampede fishing tournament but you were just up in minnesota with right. troy linder going to do some walleye fishing up there and they skunked you yeah it was it was it was pretty tough um and it, the weather has been, everything is behind this year, you know, a couple of weeks behind, at least it is here in the Midwest. And, and when we were going up to Mille Lacs, we knew the walleye bite was going to be tough. And so we, we decided we were going to do a combo show this year. We were going to try to do, uh, I had filmed a really great smallmouth show the day before. We knew we could go catch some big smallmouth. We just, we had those dialed in really good. So, well, let's go, you know, let's go try to catch some walleyes. And he goes, it's, it's been brutal here. There's a lot of boats out there walleye fishing and nobody was doing anything and we went to snap jigging and throwing a jigging wrap which are usually two of your surefire techniques this time of year when things are tough and we did everything we could we saw some walleyes in real shallow water even they wouldn't bite and then we went back out a little bit deeper now i'll say this that the guys fishing live bait were probably doing better than than we were but usually even if they're catching on live bait we can catch them on a jigging wrap or snap jigging you know a swim bait and when you can't catch them on that, it, it was really pretty tough. So we stayed at that about three or four hours, and then we decided, hey, let's switch gears. And we actually started catching smallmouth a different way than we did the day before. And it was, it was pretty interesting in the fact that I showed Troy a spot that he didn't know, uh, even though he's been up there, and he caught a four-and-a-half-pound smallie there. He took me to a spot and taught me some things about this high stuff on some points, and I caught a five-pounder. It was a really cool show of – him and I being able to show each other a little bit of something and still having two good friends in the boat, putting together an informational show, which I think the viewers are really going to like. So you had lemons. We just made lemonade out of it and, you know, actually threw the lemonade out and went and got some beer and caught some smallmouth. We didn't <laughs> use any beer. We just, we, we just, it, you know, sometimes you got to change. Sometimes when the, when the fish aren't, if you, if it's not working, it's nice to be versatile enough to where you could change to to go fish for something else. So it worked out fine. You know, and that's the thing that I really enjoy, especially about you, Jim, is you have an, an open mind when it comes to fishing and hunting. And if somebody says, oh, look, here's another way, you're yeah. open to that. And you almost have to be. You know, they, they say that you can't teach old dogs new tricks. But really, if the old dog wants to continue to fish and fish a wide right. variety, you have to be able to learn new tricks. Well, there's no doubt, especially in this industry, if you're going to stay on, you know, the cutting edge or somewhere in that vicinity, and you, I, and I tell this to the high school and college students that, that I talk to, is that if you want to learn something, if you want to get good at something, learn, learn from somebody that's better than you. I, I don't think you're ever too old to learn something. If, if you think you are, then, 
I think you might be missing a boat on something. Very good. Well, Jim, we need to catch up a little more often than we have the last uh, little bit, but both being busy, it's hard to do. Well, that's not my fault for crying out loud. My <laughs> schedule's pretty free, buddy. When it, when it comes to you, I'll drop just about anything I'm doing to uh, to have a little time to spend with you. So God bless you and all your listeners, and it's, it's wonderful to see you again. Fantastic, Jim. Thank you. It's always good talking to you, old friend. If you want to hear this show again or any of other shows, Go click uh, the on-demand button at the My Country 95.5 app. You can listen to all of our episodes. Uh, we're halfway through season two, almost halfway through. We're 21 episodes in, and you can hear all of the previous right there on the app. Thanks again for tuning in. We've got another great show coming up next week.